Good evening, glory, hallelujah to you. What the heck's your story? What's going through you? This is the glorified version of a Bass and Talk show. Make no mistakes about it. I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and we're back. Bass Galaxy, we are back in the saddle again. Hello. Give it up for you, Bass Galaxy. You're the reason. You and the fish. You and this beautiful fish we chase. My goodness gracious, it's been a long time since we rock and roll, but we're back. We are back and excited uh, to bring you in uh, straight cast fashion. Wow, I got, ex- I got super excited. I almost took the whole karate chop, the whole desk. In straight cast fashion tonight, we have the champs in the first two Elite Series Derbs. We have Tyler Ravette. Give it up for Tyler Ravette. Yeah, that's right. Coming on. And Joey Cifuentes third, the cowboy. Yeah, come on, Bass Galaxy. Make some noise. I like it. I like it loud. That's right. Whole dang month we've been gone. So we're going to go wild tonight. And guess what? That's not all. We got the General Larry Nixon coming on tonight, too. A little general discussion with our champs. Yes. Amazing. Well, uh, the Straight Cast Wednesday show has been gone for a month. Uh, gallivanting is a, is a word. That's a word my, my uh, parents use when I'm around and out. So anyway, we've been out gallivanting, but the, uh, the end of the Great Wide Open show has been kicking butt. Give it up for Brad Leitner and Jamie Bruce. And, of course, Andrew Ellenberger production, Ginger Ninja production on that deal. Good luck to them as they go into the great wide opens. Uh, the season opens tomorrow. Good luck to all our horses in the race uh, on the opens tomorrow. Um, and also, uh, Nolan Miner, amazing job on the kayak show. The Pedal Pirates, great job with the, with the show there, Nolan. Holding the fort down. And, of course, Andy producing the heck out of that. With no further ado, Bass Galaxy, give it up for the best gosh dang producer in the galaxy. He's right on the head like a producer should be. It's Andy Ellenberger, and he's a ginger ninja. Hi, Ninja. How are you? How are you doing? I'm all right. Are you glad to be back, Andy? Yeah. At the live show? Well... I mean, are you feeling stressed? No, don't feel stressed. I'm a little anxious. We've been doing shows. I know you have. You've been back. I just been. Uh, you can tell yeah. I have. Uh, I have the Waterland sunglasses uh, marks on my eyes permanently. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But dude, uh, Andy, I'm happy to be back. This is uh, this is what we do, man. We're a bass fishing talk show, bud. <laughs> and you and you had the general calling you today. That's right. Saying, what time you need me, old son? Uncle I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. But, um, hey, Andy, uh, we got to remind everybody, uh, JR, old Rock and Show Fantasy, he's back tonight, too. Give it up for the Rock and Show Fantasy, J.R. Ewing. Oops. Who's ha? What was that? Give it up for the for the Rock and Show Fantasy on the chat board. How do we do that? That's how that goes. What happened, Andy? I don't know, something, broke. <laughs> something broke. Yeah, something broke in the basket. But anyway, hey, get this: not one, not two, but three 
like and share prizes tonight. Get that, Andy. Three like and share prizes. Pretty amazing. Uh, here's all they got to do. Guess what? Guess what it is, Andy? What? Like and share the live Facebook feed for a chance to win three times. Come on. Come on. All right, we got no lot. Where's our studio audience? It exclavicated. It broke. All of a sudden, something exclavicated. Oops. Well, anyway, Andy, just, just stay with me here. Stay with me here. It's three chances to win tonight. Like and share the live Facebook feed. First off, we have a prize pack. Uh, or actually, it's two prize packs uh, from the good people uh, over at uh, Pure Fishing. One being the Abu Garcia Cowboy Pack, and that is a Revo X Reel. Come on, a Revo X Reel is going down. All you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. That's a Revo X Spin Reel, and that's what the Cowboy used at Seminole to win. There's our studio audience. Good job, Andy. You're good in a pinch, aren't you? <laughs> hey, Andy, get this. Now, Berkeley is also... Gonna give a little prize pack because um even though that uh, Tyler is not uh, necessarily whoa I like it not necessarily uh, partnered with Berkeley his one of his besties Hank Cherry and prayers to the Cherry uh, family by the way uh, one uh, his besties Hank Cherry give him some stunners and he went and won a derb on it that's right so Berkeley's giving away the stunner pack. Uh-huh, the Stunna Pack. That's right. Like and share the live Facebook feed. Berkeley Stunna Pack. And also the Abu Garcia Revo X Spin Reel. Now get this. Of course, we're back after a month hiatus. There's one more. And this one, Andy, is the real deal, if you know what I mean. You with me, Andy? Are you with me? Speak with me, Andy. The one, the only... Tin cup mountain whiskey. But don't not not yet with Foles. But they're they're giving away the third like and share. All you gotta do is like and share the live Facebook Facebook <laughs> And you got a chance to win three prizes tonight. It's that easy, it's that simple. This is where the stars of the Bass Galaxy come to shine. Win prizes too. Hey, I got I that that's that. That's that. Three like and shares right there. Now, Andy. Come with, get get with me, man. Like talk with me, and oh, you got are you is are you on a uh, ground control to major Tom right now? Are all circuits on? All right. So I got to say some thanks. I got to give some thanks and praise for the time uh, that we had uh, that I uh, was out there gallivanting. Um, uh, first and foremost, uh, had a great time in Florida um, with my bud. Uh, Seth fighter out there. Seth and I ran around for a little while. I got to see, I'll tell you this, firsthand, the uh, Impulse Lithiums. Like, beat the snot out of the things. The batteries just got beat and uh, kept on going. And it's cool to witness that firsthand. And cool uh, hanging out with Seth out there. Then I went and hung out with Matthew for a while. Matt and uh, and Garrett out there. And Alec Morrison. Garrett Rockamore. That was fun out there. Thanks hanging with those guys. And then, boom, with the Johnsons. Now, get this. This is why I'm telling you this. I was hanging out with Corey, Chris, and Lynn, the big bass slayer. And uh, I got to see the power pole trolling motor for the first time. Yes, guffaw. The power pole trolling motor for the first time ever. I got to see it. 
and it's amazing. And guess what? Available for dealer orders March 6th. That's coming up. That's like a few days. March 6th, dealer orders for the new Power Pro Move trolling motor. Uh, in a seminar last night about it, it was amazing. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm moving along. Boom. Uh, Uncle Larry Outdoors. Thanks, guys. Had a cool time with you guys out there uh, in the uh, in the cow pastures. Just loving life. You guys are amazing out there. Amazing. Hey, family in South Florida, Peacock Bass, thank you so much. I'm going through this. This is like a Grammy Award show. I won an EGOT for crying out loud. I got to give praise. An EGOT. I feel like I've... Is everything okay, Andy? Nod at me if everything is okay and when you're able to rejoin me in this uh, beginning of this broadcast. Tell me when you're clear and loud. Go ahead. There's Andy. All right, Andy, you're back. Yep. Okay. So get this, Andy. So we're out there in the, uh, in the Great Wide Opens, but not fishing the Great Wide Opens, in, uh, in South Florida catching pretty good-sized peacock bass. You ever caught peacock before, Andy? Never. But here, let me tell you. The deal with this is, is I got to beat up some tackle in uh, a couple of the, uh, your favorite uh, uh, weapons, Andy. The Zilla smashed it up. And Xenons smashed them up on giant peacocks. And I say smash good way. They handled it. Yeah. They handled it, bud. So just know that, uh, that, uh, that bless you, yeah. that, those, uh, that those weapons of your choice that you're handling the smallmouth with yes. so elegant, eloquently. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Handle the peacocks as well. I'm, thank you for joining me. You got it. I'm glad you got everything under control. We're good. I felt lonely for a second there. Andy, you know the people at BASS are yes. amazing. And... Uh, they treated uh, the stray casts amazing there. I mean, I can't tell you. Ladies of Bass, thank you so much. Um, the anglers uh, that I was paired with, it was a dream uh, come true. Our friend John Cox, uh, Brandon Palinick, Larry Nixon. Got to spend the day on the water with the general. Just something I'll never forget. A crankbait lesson. From David Fritz, a day I'll never forget, and a day on the water with my hero Rick Clun, a day I'll never forget. Bass, thank you so much, and thank you Ray Scott for making opportunities like this available to a guy like me. To any one of you, this can happen. Sign up for the Marshall program. Sign up for the Marshall program. You have the opportunity to fish with the top tier bass fishing professionals. In the world, any one of you, sign up for the Marshall program. The magic can happen. It's that cool. That's what I'm saying. Thank you again to everyone at BASS. You made this, uh, felt like a 10-year-old for two weeks. I don't know what else to tell you. It's pretty dang amazing. Uh, I still got thanks for the EGOTs going. I won an EGOT, and I got to give thanks. Um, hey, also great to see all the Straycast viewers out there. Um, that, uh, that came and said hi at the events. Um, it's cool. I felt the love. And uh, Justin Baker, thanks for the uh, amazing vintage bass belt buckle. Um, and all the people that signed up for the Half a Spot official app. That was pretty cool to run into you out there as well. And uh, a lot of people were not uh, necessarily sipping on the gin and juice, but they did take their whiskey home, if you know what I mean. And that means it's time. Ah, yes! Back by popular demand. 
taking their whiskey home. It's Luke Foley and the Whiskey Gypset. Courtney, what's going on? Tin yeah. Cup Whiskey returned. I love it. How are you? It's great to see you. Good seeing you. Look I missed you. I missed you. Yeah, we can't see on the screen. Oh, you can't see me? I'm no. I'm super there he is. I'm super tan. Look how tan yeah, I am. Are. Yes. In your home too. Looks yes, like I'm you're home. having a heck of a time down there. Oh my goodness gracious. Hey, I was with Cr- with Clun. I was with Fritz yeah. and Nixon. That's awesome. Yeah. You know how I felt like a 10-year-old. You know that. <laughs> how was that? I I'll t- it's I mean, we ain't going to get into it now. It's amazing. We'll yeah. do a whole show on this sometime. <laughs> And wait till like great. I have so much cool stuff to release too. Uh, I, when I get a, around to it, my that's what my grand my my uh, my grandpa always used to say. You better get around to it. And then one time he handed me something for Christmas, and it was actually just a a round piece of wood, and it said "round to it." And he said, "Here's your round to it. Now you better get to it, old son." You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's pretty great. That's, 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 that's deep. Yeah. That makes you think. I like it. That makes you think. Well, I missed you guys, and I'm happy that the uh, Tin Cup uh, Whiskey duo here, this uh, yeah. dynamic yeah. couple, is back. Uh, What's your question? So did you drive from Oregon? Oh, I drive all the time. I'm, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a so, so you drove right past our house. Yeah, did you feel my presence? I, we did. Yeah, we I did. could we tell. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, I hey, I just go. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm. Said hi. Well, you you should you should invite. They invited me. me. They invited me to go. Yeah, I invited Luke to go to Florida and hang out. I should have gone. I was kicking myself. Yeah, you messed up, bud. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. You guys were having a heck of a time. Yeah, it, it was good. Why can't I hear Courtney? She keeps saying it's like a Japanese movie right now. I don't know what she's doing. We can't hear you? I can hear you. I can hear you now. All right, we're good. Yeah, I think it's when everyone's talking, it's cutting her out. But hey, Foles, uh, it's it's good to have you both back. And uh, hey, it's uh, it's uh, fishing season, man. It's bassing season. Yeah. Everybody's back, you know, ready to rip, including you. Yep. Are you Durbin at all this year, bud? Yeah, uh, regional's going to be at Ozarks this year for Indiana, so I'm going to focus on the BFLs, and I've, I've done a lot of other things these last three or four years, and I'm really going to focus on my fishing this year and because uh, I want to make that regional, and I want to make the All-American. There so, you go. Uh, I like That's my goal this year. So, yeah, I'm definitely derbying this year. It is above everything. And my prediction so, is that you will have a jig tied on uh, 98% of the time. It's going to be quite a bit. <laughs> be, you know the lingo when now. I had to Missouri, so... Yeah, he put some spinnerbait blades on the other day. <laughs> Learned how to do that. You got her changing blades. That's yeah. awesome. Shirts off, like you trimmed them. You trimmed. Wait till you see trimmed. the David Fritz uh, video I have of him changing blades and oh look at you, blades and <laughs> uh, crankbait split rings with a pocket knife. Pretty impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, I said you use a pocket knife, huh? He said, "Is there any other way to do it?" That was his answer. <laughs> <laughs> so folks we got the first two champs of yep. the year for the bassmaster elite series uh yep. we got tyler coming on and the cowboy and yeah. the general is coming on tonight oh that's great what in the gosh dang heck is going on here oh and the general is coming on tonight so three champions in essence 
tonight. And I'm yeah. sure you were thinking long and hard this whole month uh, about 10 cup whiskey words of the week. You and Courtney both have a whole spreadsheet, right? Of uh yeah. straight cast 10 cup whiskey words of the week now. Since you had Absolutely. the high, we've been tossing them back and forth over dinner every night. <laughs> so, what do you think we should do on the this, first show? This one's easy. What do you got? This, the, it's going to be something live scope or forward facing sonar. With our, the way those two guys won that. There you go. Or periscope. I, I think that's just the way it is. Our periscope. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Hey, so yeah, yeah. Anytime you hear the word uh, forward facing, live scope, periscope, any of that. Uh, Take a sip and uh, and sip responsibly. Hey, and remember, it uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be the tin cup whiskey. It could be an ice cold Coca Cola. It could be a a lemon water, uh, or of course a uh, cool refreshing tin cup Mountain whiskey. The official brown liquor of bass fishing, ain't it, Luke Foley? Yeah, yeah. There it is. And Han Solo, he even drinks it too. See that? He is awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, three like and shares tonight. Foles, you're giving away a uh, a 10-cup whiskey uh, swag bag pack signed by Courtney. Okay. So he says, okay. <laughs> and Berkeley's get hey, get this, though. Foley and Courtney, you're eligible for this. Berkeley's giving away oh. a uh, uh, a handful of stunners that, uh, that uh, Tyler used to win the derp. And yeah. uh, Abu Garcia is giving away a Revo X. Spin reel that the cowboy used. All you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. Everybody's got a chance to win. What do you think about that? Right. What do you think about that? Those are some nice prizes right there. Hey, and uh, folks, wait till you see the uh, power pull trolling motor. Wait till oh, you yeah? See. Yeah, and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Ghost Red Fritz Side 5 Clicker Omnia Fishing David Fritz Secret Bait. Don't tell anybody. All right. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. With that being said, hey, you want to put the power poles down? You want to get the party started? Put them down. Let's do it. Let's power pull down for pleasure. We're coming back with Bassmaster Elite Series champions, Joyce Fuentes III and Tyler Rivette. Let's do this. Season A continues. Don't go anywhere. Coming right back. Bye, guys. Bye. Good to see you, too. Miss you. Good to see you. Miss you, too. Come on, man. Let's roll. What the? To catch the fish, you need to be one with the fish. PowerPole shallow water anchors, you'll get the ultimate in precision, power, and control so you can catch more fish. No face paint or phony fins necessary. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, just man and the mountain and his tin cup tin cup whiskey mountain whiskey want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics ask the fish berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish natural man-made 
every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, power bait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. It's been a long time since we rock and rolled. Very appropriate that we ca- uh, bring back a yes! Couple of champions right here. Hey, the gun yeah. show's right here. The Cowboys got a gun show. Tyler Ravette, the beach is that way, buddy. Give it up for Bassmaster Elite Series champions, Tyler Ravette and Joey Cifuentes III, the Cowboy. Yeah. Welcome to Stray Cast, guys. This is the glorified version of a bass and talk show. I hope you know that. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Welcome, man. Good, good, to, good to have you back, Tyler. And, uh, and Cowboy, welcome to this uh, show filled with shenanigans for the first time ever, bud. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here and uh, appreciate you having me. And first and foremost, gentlemen, congratulations on your victory. Old Blue, you have conquered the largemouth bass and brought home <laughs> Old Blue. Amazing. You've conquered the Florida strain largemouth bass, boys. That's a big deal. Yeah, everybody says, man, if we can only get through Florida, you know, boy, you guys got through it. You know what I mean? Florida, Georgia line. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So major accomplishment. Congratulations, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Baby. Now, where, where are you at, Tyler? I'm at my house. You're at your house? You're, uh, and it, it just, you're all perched there with old blue. I see old blue in the background. I need a bigger uh deal now i wasn't expecting to have something like that so <laughs> yeah build on hey build a big shelf and just plan on winning a bunch more you know what, what I'm, I'm you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying to, hey and uh and cowboy you're that looks like a very familiar setting i think the last time uh we did a show with larry nixon he may have been in that same location yeah so we uh there's a little group of guys that we all meet with. We, I used to come every Wednesday night. And since I kind of had a family and kids now, I don't come as much, but uh, we're kind of celebrating tonight the, the victory. And yes. uh, yeah, so we got Larry's just on the other side over here, kind of hanging out with all the guys. And I'm in here on our buddy's boat and uh, I brought the trophy. We've been taking pictures and hanging out, having a good time. They're so proud of you. I'll bet. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. You come, you yeah. come back to the boys club, uh, with the with the uh, the trophy from the hunt, you know what I'm saying? Pretty, yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool, yeah. man. Cool. Well, yeah, hey, we're we're and we're gonna bring Larry on a little later, and we're gonna have a little. Uh, get this, watch. I'm doing quote marks for those listening tomorrow on the uh, podcast. General discussion. Get it? We're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, but <laughs> thank you. Drum roll, please. Good job, Tyler. The uh, but hey, um, I got to tell you guys in true uh, straight cast. Uh, fashion we got to warm up a little bit you know i haven't done a show in a month so uh you know you guys have been bassing for a month i've been following the elite series around and messing around in florida so i'm i got to practice a little bit and um so i thought that uh in true stray cast fashion we'll just hypnotize you guys and is that is that were you guys ever been hypnotized on a bass fishing talk show before never never you, i'm sure <laughs> you you've done a few uh talk shows since you have become victors i'm sure but never been hypnotized you're telling me oh uh, yeah oh okay. down for me. Are you, are you cool with this 
Why not? Yeah. Okay. Now, this rock right here, can you see this? This is given to me by Pedro Fighter. This is the official lucky, uh, that's the, the person that spawned Seth. And it, this uh, rock has magical powers, and I'm about to hypnotize you guys with it. So uh, follow the, uh, the rock from the portal. <laughs> follow the rock. Can you see this, gentlemen? Can you see this? Follow it. We're bringing you way back. It's going to be super generic white bread type questions. White bread like Sammy Sosa, Michael Jackson type questions. Ready? Way back. Okay. Way back. Now, I want you guys to think about your, your first bass you've ever caught. Think about it. Keep it in your head. First bass you ever caught. And think about the feeling that the first bass gave you. Okay. Keep going. Keep it going. There's more. There's more. Now, I want you to think about the first tournament you guys ever won. And the feeling that the first tournament victory gave you. Okay? Are you with me? And now I want you to think about live scope, periscope, forward facing. Now with the sound of the shotgun, you're gonna come out of the you're gonna come out of hypnotization. Is that a word? Hypnotization. There it is. Boom. <laughs> Gentlemen. Bass Galaxy, welcome Bassmaster Elite Series champions, Tyler and the Cowboy. Welcome to the show, guys. You don't know it, but I just hypnotized you. Don't tell anybody. All right. Are All right. So I want to start with you, and there's a reason for this. You'll, you'll see what I'm doing here. But, Tyler, you had some time to, to think about this. Tell me about the, the first bass you ever caught and the feeling it gave you. The first bass. I know this is so generic, but think about it. The first one you ever caught and the feeling it gave you. Uh, I think I was perch fishing with my grandpa and uh, under the cork, you know, just had the worms out. And it was crazy. I actually had about a little six inch bass on. And when I was reeling that one in, I had about a four pounder come up and eat that bass off the and I caught both of them all hooked up on one. How ironic. He's pan fishing. Get this, cowboy. He's pan fishing. And then uh, he, he stumbles into a big old bucket mouth. And then fast forward a bunch of years, and he's pan fishing again for some old sockalize. And then he uh, he, uh, he 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 gets himself into a hundred grand worth of bucket mouth. You know what I mean? So see, uh -huh. that, there's a there's a little connection there, isn't there? Isn't there, Tyler? That's right. Yeah. Scary part was I found the same thing at uh, Seminole. <laughs> I went out and caught some soccer legs. So. <laughs> you almost, be almost <laughs> became a champ champ. I got you. Now, now <laughs> think about the feeling that that bass gave you. Think about the feeling. What, what would you, what's a word you could use to describe it? Uh, back then, probably supper. Supper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, whether you know it or not, the bass now are supper as well. I mean, that's it. All equates to dinner on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, nowadays, the more I hook, the less other people get to catch and keep. So that's hey. how I look at it. Okay, I like it. I like your style, true hunter out there. Hey, uh, cowboy, think about that one—the first bass you ever caught and the feeling it gave you. Yeah. So the first bass I would I ever caught was um, my. I, I grew up in Florida and. Uh, my grandma lived on a, she lived on a lake, a small lake right there in central Florida. And I, 
when I was a kid, I'd go and dig up mussels. I don't know if you guys know like mussels and you break them open, you get the meat out of them. And I put them on a hook and on a bobber. And, and I, I remember throwing it out there and and catch it. I don't remember what size bass it was. It didn't matter, but I thought it was a giant. And, uh, but that's the, that's kind of my first remember or remembrance of, of catching a bass doing that in Florida. And, And in essence, it was kind of finesse fishing, your specialty. You were just using, uh, J- Japanese uh, plastic uh, muscle imitations. Yeah. <laughs> but and I don't know, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. And that's what got you into it and hooked. And how did how'd you feel catching those fish at that time? How did it make you feel? You know, I mean, you're a kid. You, you just, uh, I mean, even now, though, but like, yeah, you're just super excited. And, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it just got you, it got you all pumped up. And, and uh, it was, it was really cool. I don't know. And you just wanted to catch more fish again right away, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt. Whenever I caught my first bass, I, boom, I just wanted to catch more fish immediately. There's something about it. There's something about yeah. it. And then, um, and then you guys evolved into tournament fishermen, right? I mean, it's kind of like a progression, I guess, that took place in your guy's lifetime of bassing. But tell me about the first tournament you ever won, Tyler. Like the the time, I don't know, not necessarily a BASS. You know, I don't care. Club Derby, Tuesday Nighter, whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, the first one I won was actually uh, with my buddy, uh, Quinn. We were, it's a yearly tournament we fished every year. It's just called like the Bastastic Classic. It's small <laughs> The Bastastic Classic. That's outstanding. That, yeah, it's, uh, I've been trying, I always tried fishing it when I was younger and you just had to be so old to drive the boat. And we finally got of age to drive and we, uh, ended up winning and having the biggest weight ever. We had 24 something down here. Nice. I think it was a little more than that. So uh, the win was pretty awesome. And then after, at that same time, I was going to Nichols for the college. And uh, it was just one of those deals where I started the team over there. And uh, after that, just that feeling of winning and then winning local tournaments. I was like, man, I, like, I don't want to go anywhere and not fish a tournament. So it's- it just got me addicted when I started winning. And uh, I hate not winning, you know especially now once you really tasted that this blood now oh boy oh, oh yeah. unreal what do you how about you cowboy tell me about those first durban days um i was trying to think about the team tournaments i fished with my buddy uh, here on our local lake on Grease ferry but i don't know that we ever won a tournament <laughs> uh, but and we had a lot of, you know, like, you know, top five finishes, stuff like that. But the first tournament that I can think of that my first win was a BFL and it was on Lake Dardanelle in Arkansas. And, um, you know, just a one day weekend tournament. But, but man, that was, that was awesome. It was me in the front of the boat doing it myself. And, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Just more thrills. It's more thrills. Bassin is like, it seems to be the thrill. That keeps us all coming back to drive. Now, here's the last part. Get this. Get this, Tyler. The periscope. The forward facer. The live scope. Equals millions of dollars in the bank. All right? Think about that. That's a, that's a, that's a, big, uh, a big thought. Think about that, cowboy. The periscope equals millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah. You guys are responsible for 
almost a quarter million of that right now in winnings. But a m- millions of dollars. I'm talking club level. I'm talking uh, every competitive level of professional angling. Millions of dollars. And how long has that been out? How long has the Periscope been out, Tyler? At least, I'd say five years. Yeah. Just like, and it was just always undercover. More than that, I'd say, just it was kind of hidden for a while, like that hidden gem, you know? It it was able to win classics on it. You were able to win the Elite Series on it up north, and just not many people were talking about it. And then once the word got out, that was it. And now the whole thing's a damn devil. So. <laughs> just like Bobby Boucher says. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm say it's the devil. Cowboy, <laughs> when's the first time you ever remember uh, getting to use that periscope? Uh, man, I'm trying to think. I, I really haven't been using it that long. I would say maybe three years ago, because um, I, I was kind of hesitant to start using it, uh, to be honest with you. There was a lot of guys I was fishing with on, on the FLW Tour that started using it, and I was just like, ah, I don't I don't know if I'm going to put that on my boat. But um, it was it was a little bit after it come out, you know, uh, when I started using it. Yeah, and I mean, what an amazing tool that has been added to the arsenal of, or let's call it a weapon. What an amazing weapon that has been added to the arsenal of the top predators in bass fishing. Like now you guys, you're the upper, upper scale of the sport and you've been handed just the sharpest knife that you can possibly use. And it keeps getting sharper. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that, bud. Opening it up, two hundred thousand periscope first two derbs of the year. That's a big deal. Big deal. Now, here's the question, Tyler: What if there was no periscope? Would you have won without forward facing? You think that? Are, would there have been a blue trophy over your shoulder right now? I don't. Honestly, I would have. I. I wouldn't. Uh fish that spot for sure because i would have never been looking at him that way and i'd have just been up on the bank and doing what i normally do just throwing a frog or punching it and just so happened i backed out a little bit and was able to find him on that ledge sitting off of it so it uh it, i'm sure those fish were findable but i would have never looked at it you know amazing and amazing. i did have a few other spots in the lake that i've never even got to go to that were actually good spots and they, I know they did good because my buddies, the guys we stayed, we went there and they both cashed checks out of there. So, dude, you were the smartest one. You won the tournament. You're the smartest guy there. <laughs> that's what, that's all it comes down that's, to. <laughs> and you, and you too, cowboy. I mean, w- would you? I know you. You had a little bit of history in that. What's it called? Silver Creek or Spring Creek area? And w- would you? Would you have been able to win that tournament without the forward facing? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. But but, you know, those fish, you could have you probably could have like, you know, the old school 2D sonar and kind of like looking at them underneath you and dropping on them. But no, I, it wouldn't have been as is, you know, I wouldn't have won by as, as many pounds as I did without it. There's no there's no doubt. I mean, blew it away, blew it away. And you guys opened eyes. Uh, so your your let's call them classmates, your peers, uh, whatever. 
they're like, gosh, dang, I better get better at this thing. You know, I better sharpen, sharpen my blade a little bit. He opened eyes, and that's a big deal. So, again, uh, congratulations to both of you guys for being the smartest two competitors <laughs> in the field at each event. For real. You guys figured it out, and that's, that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, it was pointless for me to hypnotize you. I just felt like doing that. I don't know why. That just did, just so you guys know. <laughs> I just felt like doing that. I'm just rusty. I wanted to, I wanted to do that. Hey, but you've been doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of podcasts and talk shows, I'm sure, both of you, since you've won, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you've been talking about this victory for, for every one of them going through it in depth, detail by detail. But we do victory in a nutshell. On straight cast, so we make it super, super painless for you, and uh, and then you just elaborate on it, okay? So I'll tell you some key points. I'll basically break down the tournament, and then you explain it in your words. Does that sound fair enough, guys, and easy enough? And then we'll just go no. on to just have fun. That's all we're gonna do after this, right? I mean, not that this isn't fun. This is victory in a nutshell. This is me in a nutshell. See that? Right there. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? Let's start with Tyler. You won the first event of the uh, season. Sockeye fishing at Okeechobee in the river. Oh, yeah. Typical deal. I mean, you saw a bunch of crappie boats all lined up. Giant poles. Amazing. I mean, just I was there. I saw it lined up and down the river. Hundreds of them. You yeah. saw it, cowboy. Like, What the heck are all these people doing out there? Just waking them up. Johnny Cox is throwing giant wakes on them. They don't care catching sockeyes was a whole deal all right so you're out there you found a typical beautiful florida pre-spawn setup kind of thing tyler river canal typical deal staging deal in mm -hmm. florida and you found some fish on the forward facing periscope as you were sockeye fishing all right you broke it down you figured out you had some quality fish in there all right, you went back in the tournament, you prevailed, and you caught him on a, 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 a bait that uh, one of your besties gave you. Hank gave you some stunners, man. And by the way, all you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed, and Berkeley's giving away stunners just because they're cool. Right, Tyler? And Hank's cool. I'd say they're pretty cool. Yeah, you can even win more. All right, you can even win more if you want, Tyler. So you can like. You, you like and shared this, too, so you got a chance to win. It's that easy. But you won it on a stunner. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a nutshell, the victory prevailed over four days. Your spot held up. And uh, Okeechobee was a mean beast. It was like fishing in Japan. So many boats on top of each other. But you did it, bud. You did it. Is that pretty much the victory in a nutshell? That's about it. Yeah, so talk to me about it. Give me, give me a little brief description of your victory then. Um, if you want it brief, you know. Yeah. Going out river looking at my periscope looking forward seeing dots there it was basically sight fishing but without sight fishing i was looking at them on a screen instead of looking at them with the eye and i wasn't taking them off the bed you know so yeah i'm catching them with the the old jerk and snatch and snatch <laughs> them in the log well and we did it hey tell me about your jerkbait setup what are you throwing that stunt on so uh i'm with f5 rods this year and this is the ghost code series okay it's a six nine medium rod and it's a fast tip and it's it's super super sensitive. That way, that whole week I did not lose a one fish on the jerk bait. If they had one hook in them, or if they had all of them, it, they did not come off. And that's the 
main key to almost winning a tournament is catching them all, you know? Yeah. You don't have so many opportunities. For for sure. And, uh, I was lucky enough to put them all in the boat, and it was because of that. And I had an SLX Shimano, just a 7-2 to 1 with a 15-pound P-Line tactical. If you're using 15-pound. Yes, and I, I was using uh, size 6 and size 4 owner stingers. Oh, wow. Okay. And what, what was the – tell me about the stunner. Oh, it, it was a good one. It's a good one. It's uh, <laughs> it's not, not, it, Once Hank came out with it, and uh, since we were roommates and stuff, I've always used it with them. And uh, it gave us the idea. And now, like with Excite Baits, we're actually having a prototype coming out. Of and, course. I mean, yeah. It's just, now that, <laughs> well, Hank's was a prototype once, too, so that's fine. Oh yeah. What was it? What color? What were you throwing? The what color one? Oh, uh, the stealth shad. Oh, the stealth shad. Yeah, that's a good one. Now the deeper one or the shallower one? The one twelve plus one. Okay, the deeper one. Yeah. Well, Hank actually says that that one actually goes shallower. That bill is made to go to reflect off of wood and rock and stuff. It's and then the, the smaller bill is actually made to go deeper. Is that true? That's what he tells me. Wow. So. Did you hear that, Cowboy? I didn't know that. You are you knew that. I knew that. <laughs> wow. I just assumed that the deeper bill was like the, you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. 110 yeah. plus and all that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. Hey, Hank Cherry knows a lot. That's why he's the champ champ. You know what I'm saying? He knows a lot. Hey, that's victory in a nutshell. You did it. Tyler, uh, five years. This is your fifth year. This is my fifth year. And uh, you won a blue trophy. All right. And uh, this guy, you, you almost champ champed it. You know. I almost champ champed it, but you, somebody <laughs> champed it. But the, but the cowboy, <laughs> the cowboy uh, put a little something, something on that. And, uh, and cowboy, you had an amazing, amazing seminal tournament. I mean, you won by uh, not, not uh, this much, but, but this much. I mean, <laughs> that was a, an amazing tournament. Now, I'm going to give you a little uh, straight cast bass fishing uh, elite series victory in a nutshell. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. Now, I know you knew about, uh, you, you've been there to Seminole before, that derb that uh, Latimer won for the FLW. You were at the FLW deal there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you knew a little bit about Seminole and you. You had some some history. You've been around the old uh, Spring Creek. You knew some biggins lived there. So uh, you just went out there and uh, checked around in practice, happened to stick you a couple biggins, and uh, you're like, man, I think this is a good spot. And you're like, all right. And you're, you're like, all right, let me try a big old jig. That ain't working. That ain't working. You're like, let me try a big old Texas rig worm, you know. I want to jack him. I got a cowboy hat on. I got an eight-foot heavy pool cue. I'm throwing a big old jig, and uh, and I'm throwing a 12-inch uh, mag worm. And you're like, dang, this ain't working. So then you went down to the spin pole. Remember when I saw you at Okeechobee, and I said, you're throwing a spin pole out there, cowboy? And you said, I ain't scared. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. I ain't scared. And lo and behold, <laughs> next derb, here you are. You finessed it with a little morning dawn. You brought a little Aaron Martins with you to this tournament, didn't you? I like your yep. style. I like your style. And lo and behold, you found some monster fish on the periscope, just playing peekaboo on the big stumps. You know what I mean? They come out and they be peekaboo cowboy, and then they go hide again. 
and then they peekaboo, cowboy, and then they hide again. And you're like, I got to make little pitches, and the finesse deal's a deal. And you figured it out, smashed them. 7-6, Fantista Rod, Revo X-Reel, which, by the way, if you like and share the live Facebook feed tonight, the good people at Abu Garcia giving away a Cowboy Edition Revo X Spin Reel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you hear that, bud? You hear that? You're big time. You're big time, Cowboy. <laughs> and uh, you uh, had some 12-pound good old trilene fluorocarbon line to land those fish by a landslide. How's that for a little uh, cowboy victory in a nutshell? Did I kind of nail it or what? I think you nailed it right on the head, baby. That okay. was good. I'm a, I'm a bass fishing talk show host, so I kind of got to know what I'm talking about a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? It's got to go <laughs> a little A little bit goes a lot. But, hey, tell me, add a little bit to that, bud. Give me your thoughts, your words. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just, just fighting the timber in my boat. Uh, my boat's destroyed by the way. Half, a bunch of my wraps coming off of it, just <laughs> trolling down through the trees, uh, getting lodged on stumps all the time in trees and having to rock the boat back and forth, but just, just panning around and like, it's just like I was hunting in the woods, man. I don't know, you know, just, just kind That's of awesome. look, trying to find fish and, uh, um, yeah, just looking at them on the live scope and, and pitching, making short little pitches to the fish uh, because you couldn't make a long cast because there's too many trees in between you and, and, and where you threw at. So you had to make short little pitches and, and, and just watching those bass, man, they just go right down to it, nose down on a drop shot. And some of them would eat it. You know, a lot of them did, but some of them wouldn't, but you know, you may have to chase them around a little bit and pitch to them again if it was a big one. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's kind of how I did it. Gotcha, man. And you went, Finesse, like that was so much of a key to your success. Wouldn't you say from a bass fishing fan's observation, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I tried to, I tried to use the big line and stuff because I knew I was in such, uh, such thick timber and I knew there was a chance for me losing fish or them getting wrapped around trees. And I wanted to horse them out there, but for some reason I just, I couldn't get as many bites doing that. And, um, and, and so the finesse was just a confidence for me to, to make sure that I got keepers in the boat. So that's kind of why I went to finesse and, and, and I got big bites doing it too. So it was kind of like a no brainer, you know, I'm just going to finesse them. How much time would you, I'm going to ask you this first cowboy and then back to Tyler. How much time did you spend out there just periscoping and not fishing when you were out practicing? Um, probably, uh, probably half of the practice I did it, I would say like out of the three days, I probably did it for a day and a half. And the rest of the time I went, I went up the hooch and went up the flint and did those things just to, just to try them and check them, make sure I wasn't missing something. Gotcha. And Tyler, at Okeechobee, how about you? I mean, I know you found them when you were, were doing the crappie deal, but then did you expand with the, with the periscope and just start looking in practice? No, no, it's just that first day. Okay. Um, yeah, it was that first little, I figured it was just a fluke. I, I didn't think it would happen in a tournament. And uh, so I just went out to the lake to let, let, uh, in the next three days and or two days. And then Brock was getting on. He's like, man, you need to go back and try it. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm going to just, if I go there, I go there and it happens and it happens. But 
I wasn't expecting it to hold up, and that was the main deal. That's why I kept fishing the next two days and looking around in the lake and then, like, moonshine and then South Bay and on the North Shore. I was just trying to find those little sweet spots. And uh, if I'd have known I didn't need to go anywhere, I'd have just stayed at the house the next two days if I'd have known it happened like that. But uh, you never know, and you always got to have the backup plans because you never know with that uh, with the Elite Series because they could swap up on you the next day. Hey, plan A came together. That's all. Hey, that's all that matters, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much all that matters. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I want to, uh, I want to run over a couple uh, stats on you guys. And again, hey, let me say congratulations to both of you guys again. I mean, it, what if you hold the trophy? You did it your first year. Holy cow, Joey, the <laughs> rookie, freshman, the freshman, smashed it, smashing old blue, amazing. Amazing. I want to go over a couple stats, and I think both of you guys are going to be impressed with yourselves when you hear this stuff. And you might not. I hope you don't even know this about yourselves. All right. So, Joey, we're going to start with you, cowboy. Are you ready? Here's your. This is your Bassmaster stats. All right. Thirteen derbs, six times in the money. That's all right, right? I Means you're batting over five hundred. And you got an old blue in there. All right. Now get this. Andy, are you ready? Now, Andy, uh, Andy has probed Ronnie Moore. He's probed him hard. And, yeah. And he's got some information that you're not even going to believe here. And so, so far, Cowboy, in your 13 derps, again, six times in the money, you've caught 372 pounds of bass. It's a lot, right? 372 pounds of bass. Now, you've won, thanks to the nice little check you just cashed, 149262 bucks. That's pretty good. Give it up, Bass Galaxy, for 13 derbs. 149000 Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, Andy, this is the info that Ronnie didn't want to give up. Nope. But, Andy... If we calculate this so far per pound, how much is uh, each fish worth? Per pound, and this is one of the highest that we've seen. Yeah. Okay. So Cowboy is raking it. Let's see. It's four hundred and one dollars and twenty four cents per pound. You are averaging four hundred and what twenty one dollars? Four hundred and one dollars. Four hundred and one dollars a pound, Cowboy. Each bass you catch so yeah. far, a four pounder is a sixteen hundred dollar fish. Yeah. <laughs> don't lose it yikes cowboy that's amazing what's he equal in per tournament did you get that yeah. from ronnie is eleven thousand four hundred eighty-one. Oh, <laughs> out of 13 derbs you're averaging 11k a derp mm-hmm. so you're doing okay cowboy yeah not bad yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad at all andy i lost i lost uh i lost oh here's tyler's here's tyler's get this tyler you know how many uh bass master uh bass nation derbs you fished Guess. 48. Well, close. 57. Oh. 57. Now, you've been in the money. Dude, get this. You are a derber. Cowboy, get this. He's been in the money 45 out of 57 times. That's Holy a smart. Yeah, that's a derber. That's a derber right there. Tyler Rivette. Again, the, uh, the beach is that way, apparently. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right? So, with that being said, in your, uh, what, for this is five years, 
Five years you've been at it, 57 derps, 45 times in the money. You uh, have caught 1,787 pounds of bass. That's a lot of LBs, bud. That's a lot. Now get this, get this. You've won, again, thanks to your nice little paycheck, 440000 675 bucks. Andy, what's that a pound? What's Tyler doing? Tyler's per pound is 246 and 60 cents. Still, wait, hold on. So a four pounder is worth a grand? Yeah. I mean, come on. What do you think about that, Tyler Rivette? I like I like Joey's uh, average more. <laughs> Give me a few more years. Give me a few more years like Tyler's five. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Tyler per derb? What's he per derb? So per derb is 7,731. You guys are derbers. I mean, amazing. Give it up for these guys. Top notch. Top notch. Derbers. Absolutely. Got to cut the checks. <laughs> You're doing good. Hey, hey uh, Cowboy, you got to be freaking out. I mean... Because Tyler's been at this for five years. All of a sudden, your second derb in. Tyler's worst finish was, I think, 80th or something. Your worst is 13th. Wasn't that, what were you at Okeechobee, 13? Uh, Cowboy? Finished 19th at Okeechobee. Oh, close. I know it was something like that. But hey, still, not bad. What do you think? Are you freaking out, dude? Are you freaking out? Yes. Yes, very much so. (laughs) Going in the day, I was like... I was like, I I can't believe Tyler didn't catch him the last day. I was I was I knew he was going to catch like twenty five pounds or something, you know. So yeah, uh, freaking out. Yeah, and uh, and I mean, what a great decision to fish those twenty two opens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, and and Tyler, what was your year? Eighteen. What's that? The when year that? Yeah, was that eighteen? 18. Yeah. Uh, 18 was the first year. I qualified in 18. Gotcha. So think about this. Tomorrow, what do they call them now, guys? E, uh, EQ, EQ, what is it called? EQ qualifiers? What's the word? EQ. I don't know. But think yes. about this. Nine events, the new opens begin tomorrow. You guys were there. Aren't you glad you got in when you did? Because it's fierce now. It's fierce, cowboy. It's the Wild West. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm so thankful to, to get in there when I did, for sure. Yeah, Tyler, I mean, look at him tomorrow. These guys tomorrow are just tooth and nail, clawing at each other. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's, it's going to bring out the best of them, too. And whenever they get in the Elite Series, when they qualify, they, they're going to know what's up because they are able to, travel around and fish every part of the country exactly how we would be fishing for the elite series if once they qualify so they're gonna know what's up and they're gonna they're gonna be some good hammers too heck yeah and think of the hell and i say that uh lightly of trying to re-qualify for the elite series guys got like bobby lanes out there ish monroe i mean that's that's a lot of pressure right i heard kevin van damme's fishing tomorrow that's fake news. I just made up right now. <laughs> but no, the uh, but I mean, think about that. Think about the pressure, guys. It's a lot of pressure. You've been there, and now it's more than ever. More than ever. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Hey, Andy, what do you want to? Uh, what do you? Where do you want to take this thing? 
You want to you want to see if we can uh, we can bring in uh, some some wise uh, words of wisdom from a bass fishing legend. What do you say we start doing? Uh, what do we start to do a little bit of that? What do you think? These guys are our. I mean, each fish they catch, each four pounder is a thousand or sixteen hundred bucks. They already got that all dialed in, right? You guys are good there. Hey, what do you cut? Hey, uh, cowboy, what do you guys call that Wednesday night club you're at? Is there like a, a name for it? Yeah, it's called Poker Palace. The Poker Palace. And it's, yeah. is I like the sound of that, don't you, Tyler? Hell yeah. Hey, yeah, the Poker Palace. And then that's you, and you, you hang out with guys like, uh-oh, like this cat. Hopping in the boat right here. This is beautiful. If you could see this, it's the legend Larry Nixon. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hopping in there with the champ, Joey Cifuentes the third, and, and his mentor, his mentor, and Tyler Rivette. What do you think? We got the. This is called the general discussion with the general. Isn't that clever? That's uh, it. You know, that's that drum roll again. I, I would have never thought of that. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much for uh, for coming aboard. And uh, hey, I I know that uh, that blue trophy. Uh, sitting next to you, it inspires, doesn't it, Larry? Yeah, it, it kind of pisses me off. I don't have one. <laughs> already have one, and Tyler one. So someday, maybe. <laughs> hey, man, it's in your grasp. Uh, and uh, I know you don't want to piss off the general. You know, I saw I was on the water with you. I saw you got those bass were kind of making you mad. You're even saying Arkansas words I don't even know what they what they meant. Like like piss on it and call it a dog. I don't even know what that means, but I loved it. It was, it was amazing. We're gonna call the dogs and go home. But that <laughs> that fish together at Okeechobee was frustrating because there was so many locals in there, and you know they had three in the boat. And every time I looked up, somebody was reeling in a four or five pounder and I was catching a 13 incher. So that, that, that really kind of frustrated me. That's hashtag. That's Florida. You know, what else yeah. can you say? Hey, where's the cowboy? Did we lose? Is the cowboy there? Yeah, oh, there he is. oh, I see. Okay. There we go. Okay. I thought we lost the cowboy. Yeah. I now that's, that looks good. The both of you between old blue there. That's good stuff. There's two blue trophies and uh, and a guy that's uh, sitting here that has won everything in bass fishing. Everything in bass fishing you've won, Larry. I mean, that's pretty amazing accomplishment. Uh, it's <laughs> and uh, and here's two guys. Uh, you got a rookie who happens to be uh, a guy that you have inspired uh, to achieve excellence. And then you have also inspired another gentleman here. It's his fifth year on the Elite Series to excellence, to win trophies. Larry, you're an inspiration to champions. How's that make you feel, man? You're sitting uh, there as an inspirer. Well, I guess that's the reason why I'm still out there trying. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm 72. Yeah, I've still got the ability. I don't. I know I got the knowledge. But sometimes I'm a little bit slow about putting it all together, and uh, I'm just glad that I can still be here for the young guys. That's all. That's that's what counts right now. Man, I got to tell you that I had a chance to go around uh, with you guys for the first two derbs, and I don't know how the hell you guys do it. 
between practice um, and the event, that's a handful. I was exhausted. And and Larry, you still, you were not, I was way more tired than you, General. I don't know how you're doing it. I mean, that's amazing. People underestimate what it takes, especially in a back-to-back tournament, uh, to, to go through this. Tyler, isn't it amazing that... Uh- that 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 that's even a thing. Like what you have to go through to fish these events. It, it's crazy, especially when you make the top ten cuts back to back on a back to back derby and no off days. It's just nonstop. And I mean, I'm twenty. I think twenty nine, or I don't even know twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know, Larry. He don't I even know, remember. cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> He just fishes and works out. He said no off days, just like the gym, just like Jersey Shore. He knows. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. It just seeing like the old guys do it. It's like I'm hurting just from me doing it. Like, I, like, props right. it's like I hope, I hope I could do it as long as they are doing it. Cause that's, that's, that's legends right there. And you just want to be in their shoes one day. So how did you feel? Larry, after the first two events, how were you feeling about your return to the Elite Series? Well, when I got home, I was really tired. Believe me, I was really tired. But, you know, I feel good. Uh, The last couple of years has always took me two or three tournaments to really get fired up and get started. And, uh, you know, yeah, I got behind in the points. And uh, that's no big deal anymore. I I understand that. I'm hearing that right now to – maybe help these guys along and uh, hopefully I can bring it back and make the classic. You know, that's my whole goal for this whole year. And uh, I know it's going to be extremely hard. These kids are way ahead of me, Pat. I'm going to tell you right now, they're way ahead of me. Joey pulled off some crap down there at Seminole that I have no <laughs> earthly idea how he did it. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Look at him. I see him. He's just caressing that blue trophy. He's making love to it practically. I don't blame him. Look at him making out with the Microtopis Salmodis. I love it. He can just kiss my butt. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> we all love that bass because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that fish, man. But, hey, Larry, they are fierce. These competitors are fierce, and you're seeing it, man. And there's a whole new player, Larry. That that Periscope. They're using the forward-facing Periscope, Larry. I mean. Well. You really don't want to get me started on that, but that's part of it. I've been through all these changes in, in 44 or 46 years of tournament fishing. I've seen it all. Down scan, side scan, backward scan. Now we've got forward facing sonar. And that's that's just the way it is. I mean, nothing stays the same, and that's why this sport is so great. And it's up to me to learn how to use that. And it's really hard for me to abandon the things that I've done for 40-something years and start over. Really, really hard. And uh, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to just go on down the road and have a good time and do the best I can. And if Joey does well, then golly, maybe I've done something good for this sport. Yeah, absolutely. And he is doing I know how proud you are of uh, of Joey there for, for his victory. But the on the bright side too, Larry, like, Hey man, you got a pretty good. Uh, you've done plenty to inspire Joey over the years. So if you ever need a forward-facing lesson, the Cowboys there, Cowboys Periscope Services at your at your beckoning call. You know, hey, I mean? believe me, 
I had him in my boat in practice. I said, all right, dad, going to get up here and show me something. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't happening. It wasn't. Ha- hey, uh, how do you think? Uh, let, give me uh, your general opinion on Tyler's River spot. What do you think about that classic spot there, Larry? And doesn't it kind of piss you off that you overlooked it? Not really. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> things happen for a reason. Yes. Tyler at the right spot in the right area at the right time. And he was out there looking around, catching him a few crappie for supper or whatever he was doing. There was a couple of canals there, and oh my, all of a sudden you see giant bass like that roaming around. He was very smart, and he figured out how to catch them. So that doesn't bother me one bit. Right. Uh, we all know the fish live in the Kissimmee River. They've always lived in there, but there has never really been enough shallow cover for a guy to go in there and do well at a tournament. But forward-facing sonar changed all that, and Tyler was smart enough that he put it together. Yeah, amazing. Why are you smiling so much, Tyler? Just cool words hearing it from him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and again, man, a classic spot that he found, Larry. I mean, that river spot, just a classic transition area. You've seen it many years on the Bass Masters, many river derbs. And Tyler, uh, Tyler capitalized on it. Capitalized. Hey, how about the old uh, minefield that the cowboy was fishing in? That was a minefield, wasn't it? Those stumps where he was at? Uh, yeah, I almost run plumb off the front of my boat the first day when I was out there practicing. I was kind of blowing a little bit sideways, and I hit a stump. And when I did, the boat stopped, and I wanted to keep right on going. And I come within one step of bailing off in that minefield. And uh, it actually got me for a, uh, a, a skag when I hit that stump and jumped it the last day. Oh, the wow. same probably that John Cox hit. Uh, yeah, I jumped it with my boat, and thank gosh, it's a tough boat, and it did not go through my bottom, but it got my my skag, and I had to go get it welded back on yesterday, but it looks like brand new now. <laughs> nice. Hey, and thank God all those years uh, Toledo Ben tap dancing on the front deck kept you agile in those stumps. You know what I mean? Uh, let me tell you something. Toledo Ben ain't got squat on Seminole. When you talk <laughs> stumps, Seminole has got more stumps than any lake in this country. And I mean, they're every four foot. In some places, you'll get your boat hemmed up in a little hole and there ain't but one way out. And that's the same way you came in. Then you have to go back and start over. I mean, it, it, and they're all four inches under the water, just right to stop you dead in your tracks. And uh, it's, it's, it's the most treacherous, best bass fishing lake I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I've witnessed firsthand, uh, and uh, I was with David Fritz, and he was running through the frog like a daredevil. I mean, he was a, a, a regular fog demon when Fritz was running that stuff. It was pretty amazing. You you legends know how to how to handle a bass and sled. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Hey, Larry. Well, he had a trail. He knew where he was going, and he did not go up Spring Creek. That's right. He knew. He knew exactly where he was going, believe me. Hey, Larry, how cool is it that the Cowboy won on a good old plastic worm? Don't you love that? Yes, I do. You know, the plastic worm has won me many a dollar. Maybe not on a drop shot, but 
Uh, you know, when when fishing's tough, that's why you always go. And uh, I'm just so proud that he put it together, and uh, the fish held up for him for four days, and just like they did Tyler. I mean, who who would have thought you'd catch fish for four days in the Kissimmee River? And uh, you know, the first two tournaments of the year, they had an area to themselves. Uh, one of them won perfectly on a pre-spawn bait, which is a jerk bait, in my opinion. You can't beat it. And then Joey wins on a plastic worm. So you just, you know, it's a great start for this year. Amazing. And the next uh, regular event in the Elite Series is Lake Murray. That's where the three you guys are going next, right? It's Murray, right? Yes. Yes. In the rich in history, rich in history, Mr. Nixon. And do you, uh, I know you've been there. I know you've been there. How about... uh, how about you, cowboy? Why you guys look at each other like that? I, you both looked at, at each other like you knew something. You called me mister. That's my why we were looking around. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be proper. I'm so confused. See, that's so weird. I got to be honest. Like, you're a legend. And I've been watching you since I was a little kid, and now I get to hang out with you sometimes. I don't know if I could call you Larry General or Mr. Nixon. I don't even know. <laughs> you just it's easy for you you just call me uh hey stray cass you know <laughs> but murray yeah i um i fished a I, we fished a couple tournaments there um back in the day you know a few few years when ago you so. no i fish we fished one as a co-angler one as a boater so i haven't been on the lake that much but uh um, I can tell you that my history there is not good. <laughs> so I know that. Okay. Okay. We, yeah. And we fished the Forcewood cup there. The first, the first year I ever fished professionally, I made the Forcewood cup and uh, fished on that lake. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, and tell me some, uh, some of your, uh, Murray history, general, Mr. General, uh, I mean, Mr. General. I- I've been there many times. One year I was there in March or April and, uh, I just, I think I was leading it the first day, and uh, for three days I was in contention to win that thing, and then it got so cold my old wore-out fingers wouldn't reel my rattle trap in no more, so I pretty much bombed out on day four, but uh, it's a it's a great lake. It's full of bass. The only thing about it is now it's full of blue herring, so it's totally changed the environment from, from when I fished there the last time. Uh, the herring was not in there. And uh, I, I really don't know what's going to be happening there. I was afraid it was going to be a full-blown spawn, and it may be a full-blown heron spawn, and all the bass be right up on the bank. And, uh, you know, it, it, it can be a great tournament. It's going to be a great tournament because I've looked at the weights over there so far this spring, what it's took to win the little tournaments, and it's been pretty big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mid early ever tournament. Upper 20s, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the uh, uh, Joey's boss is has just been cashing checks, cashing checks over there. Joey's Berkeley boss, I'm telling you, yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's been like I think in the past month he's won ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's Brad Rutherford. Yeah, and he's he's not using the periscope. He's not periscoping. He's you know. hey, we can't. <laughs> can't take any oh yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's right uh, enough, enough of that hey so talk to me about murray how's your history at murray tyler we're just talking well, general murray now there. general good job cowboy Gen- uh, <laughs> i've never been there you've um, never been there 
ever been. I was thinking about going maybe pre-fish it before heading up to the Classic. And uh, I don't know if I will or not, just because uh, it's just one of those eastern lakes. You know, you got the, like y'all was saying, with the heron. And it could be either on a bank or it could be out in the middle of the open just chasing them heron. So uh, I'm just going to do a lot of research on it, do all the websites, just look up the weights and what I need to do, just what they were doing back then and go with it from there and just look at the moons, you know, see what their, what their stage is, how the weather's been. So I'm going to go with that part. And uh, but one thing I want to talk about too, before I forgot is how Larry was saying like how he loves to fish shallow and an old guy always told me back then, before live scope was even out and when i was trying to deep fish and ledge fish when i didn't know how from south louisiana he always told me that a four pounder deep weighs just as much as a four pounder shallow <laughs> that's true so i always remember that if i always got to just go back to my roots and get up on the bank and just flip that soft plastic or just go down there with a chatterbait or something yeah hashtag gator tail worm right larry yeah, I was really impressed watching Tyler at Seminole because when I saw what he was doing up there in that shallow water, throwing a, a whatever he was throwing, it was looked like a Senko or a, a General or something of that nature. And he was fishing shallow. It might have been the lizard occasionally. I couldn't decide. And then I thought, man, that boy's fishing just like me. He's yeah. up there throwing a foot of water and taking his time and being, uh, you know, real uh, thorough. And uh, he did a great job at Seminole. And that was kind of the pattern I got on the first afternoon of the first day. And uh, when I abandoned that ship with Joey down there, I knew I couldn't I couldn't do that. He was kicking my butt and making me mad. And I, so I, I kind of went back up that river and started fooling around. I didn't have the 30 minutes. And I caught about a three-and-a-half pounder. And the next day, I caught two good ones. And then I watched the third day with Tyler, and he's up there throwing at that real shallow stuff with a lightweight and a piece of plastic, and he is wearing their butts out, and I was really impressed. That's amazing. That's amazing. Hey, uh, Larry, I know you got some uh, at the uh, the Taj Mahal of poker. You got some stuff going on there at the Poker Palace, and not, we're not going to keep you too long, General, but I got I to gotta ask you, uh, uh, before we get back to these two gentlemen here, Give me uh, a lesson that you have learned so far from your first two tournaments back in the Elite Series. A lesson you have learned. Well, really, the only thing I've learned that I need to spend more time in the boat before the first tournament, and that way I'll get back kind of in the feel of things before the uh, event starts. Uh, and even though I had three days of practice, that's not enough for a man to really get back in the groove of uh, bass fishing. Uh, I, I was not confident in my bait selection the first day, even though I thought I was. And, uh, you know, when people's catching them all around you on a swim jig and that's not one of your strong suits and I'm trying to do the same thing, uh, you know, it just, just didn't pan out. I, uh, I, I should have probably just went back to fishing my way, even though I tried that forever with you with the Senko and everything in the boat. And, uh, but you, you got to fish a little bit to really get the season started to get back in that groove of catching bass, you know, catching bass is a habit. And when you've been out of that habit for six months and out there chasing ducks and chasing deer or squirrels or whatever, uh, it, you're just not in that 
habit of catching fish. And I blame that on everything, the first tournament especially. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get back in that groove between now and that next tournament. Hopefully we're going to have some good weather for fishing. And uh, uh, I'm going to fish quite a bit, hopefully, between now and Murray. Awesome. Hey, I got to tell you, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Or one of them. And and go anybody argue with me? Catching bass is a habit. Habit. I love I, that. Let me tell you something. When I was hot, I could catch one out of a bathtub. I didn't. <laughs> I did not know they did not live in a bathtub. Catching that, bass is that, a habit. That's how strong that habit was back in the days. Wow, that's amazing. And you are certainly amazing. Bass Galaxy, give it up for the general. It's Larry Nixon. He's coming at you. He's going to win one of these blues. He's going to have it be three of these things sitting there. I can't wait. That's I'll, pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. That's got to get that good mojo off that uh, on that general and get, in, uh, and get ready. Get ready for Murray, Santa Cooper. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Just the bass, yeah. just like Jimmy Houston, just like your friend Jimmy. Look at you! <laughs> hey, you can. Uh, where's your blue trophy? Yeah, I'll, yeah, Tyler's right there. You see it now, General? Well, you can kiss mine too. I mean, oh, if it brings luck. <laughs> hey, General, you can hang out if you want. I'm going to hammer these guys with some Judge Wapner twenty questions. If you want to hang out, you go right on. My cup's almost empty. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. Hey, tell everybody inside there that we're going to have the cowboy in real quick. Bass Galaxy, give it up for General right there. It's Larry Nixon. One, thank you. Thank you. Larry's won everything. Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, AOY, Bass Master Classic. Dude's kind of amazing. Hey, uh, we're going to kind of get to know you guys before we get out of here, all right? And then and, uh, uh, and then we're going to have you guys on individually, too, because there's so much more to learn about you gentlemen. And we need to interrogate you in, in, uh, in private under lights sometime. But today we're going to just learn as much as we can right now. Andy, you got any interrogation music for us? Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's like people court. Judge Wapner. Tyler, we hammered you last time you were on here with a few things I can't remember. On the Hank Cherry Champ Champ special. I remember that one. So I'll start with you. And don't worry, we're not getting anybody in trouble. I promise. I promise. Nobody's getting canceled. You ready? So the first thing is, Tyler, I want to know. You're a a frogger and a puncher. I want to know a sneaky frog. Sneak, sneak. Give me a frog sneak, sneak, bud. A modification. Come on, give it to us. I think it's known now that a lot of people do it, but uh, one obviously you always got to cut half of it. I'll cut, I'll cut the the tails coming off to maybe one, maybe a half inch, and then the other ones maybe an inch and a half long, just real short because you just want that strike zone on that frog and not hitting the legs. Okay. But uh, more most of my frog fishing's on mats, and I'd put weights up to half an ounce. At Gunnersville in a frog. And I wouldn't put just one in weight. I'd put a lot of like one eighth ounce or, you know, like three eighth ounce weights, put a couple of them in tungstens and just get that rattle. And I'd also throw in some jig rattles in there as well. Aha. Uh-huh. 
That's that's my main deal when I'm frog fishing is I'll put as much stuff in there as I can without messing up the hook ratio. And uh, actually, with Excite Baits, we I've been working for two years now on this one frog, and we're almost at the end of it to where it's about to come out, and it's everything I described in the frog already, and you don't need to do anything to it but throw it on there and just watch it get eaten. That's sneaky AF. What do you think about that, Cowboy? That's sneaky. Yeah, it sounds real good. I know some guys around here that put little jingle bells in their frogs too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now I know that. Um, now for to keep this uh, politically correct, have you ever heard? Have you ever you know those lions den stores on the highway? You guys know what I'm talking about. Now they yeah, se- okay. they sell those little rings. They're vibrating rings. <laughs> and, and, yes. Now, have you ever heard people putting those in the frogs, the old uh, ring vibrator into the frogs? No. It sounds like a straight cast deal. Yeah, it's it's true. That's not. I didn't make this up. It's 100% true. People are, like, putting these little ring vibrators from the lion's den in frogs. <laughs> Go ahead. Girlfriend walked in perfect timing on this, too. So <laughs> You heard it here first. All right, so there's our sneak sneak from Straight Cast on the uh, frog. Go to the lion's den. Not even I have to remember that. That's actually, like, thinking of it. It's, I guess sounds pretty smart. Just something to give it, like, sitting in a pocket, a little vibration on the water. It's one of them Mississippi River rat head tricks. I ain't lying about this. Being serious. Being serious. Cowboy, you are not afraid of a spin pole. Not afraid at all. Like you're battling biggins in a landmine on a spin pole. Giving zero Fs. I mean, give me a finesse fishing sneak. I want a finesse fishing sneak from the cowboy. Man, I don't know. I, I really don't know anything. Um, <laughs> uh I'm trying to think. You put me on the spot there. Of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. Like, um, is there something you do different that you feel somebody else might not with your drop shots or your tackle when you're finesse fishing? Are you just staying basic one-on-one bassing finesse? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. I I try and so I I kind of keep it. I kind of I'm kind of uh, keep it really basic. I mean, that's just kind of how I do. I I don't. I mean, maybe there's some things that I probably do that people say, "Oh, I can't believe you're doing that." But I I, I can't really think of anything exactly. Um, I would say like uh, a lot of people may use like bigger hooks, um, like. I was using a, a real small one on hook on, on that, on that bigger worm that I, I was using that. there. On, so, um, a lot of people think you might need a bigger hook to, you know, for that, for, to fit that worm, but you can use small, like small hooks and, and still get good hookup on the fish and, and land them. I kind of like it cause, um, I think it kind of hides the hook itself and I think you get more bites doing that. So I guess that that, particularly like just thinking about Seminole and drop shot. And that would be kind of my little sneak sneak. I got you. What what was the deal with that oversized spin pole too? Were you using that for a little more meat to get them out of those stumps? Yeah. Yeah. The seven, six, uh, fantasista X rod, like, um, just the seven, six in general though. I felt like it was something that 
you know, you got a seven foot rod in your hand and you just don't have that extra length and leverage. And, and for that particular situation, I got, um, I, I usually keep those seven sixes for different scenarios. Like when I go up north and I go smallmouth fishing, but, um, I, I got those out particular and, and got those rigged up because they're the, the timber was so thick that I had to really kind of like almost just get more, more rod out there so I could bring those fish up vertically. Cause if they, I'm telling you, man, I was catching them in groups of trees where there was, I mean, they were two or three feet apart and they, they may, they'll be sitting right in the middle of them and you have to like, it's almost like you're flipping, um, but you're using a, a spin, a spinning rod. So gotcha. yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. Nice. Well, that's a sneak right there. A couple yeah, of them, little hook and bigger pole, get them out of the, out of the nasty. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Tyler, take yep. that one to the bank. He did. He took it to the bank. Oh yeah, I remember. I I remember all this. <laughs> hey, what's your uh, Tyler? What's your comfort food? I mean, like you're in good shape. You work out, and I mean, you got to eat like shit sometimes. Like, what's your <laughs> what's your what's your comfort food? I probably eat like shit a lot of times. But it, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, we get back in it. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we get to where we're cooking good. We get the turkey meat. We got the green beans. We got everything healthy. And uh, it just, it just sucks when you we leave for two weeks, and I mean, there's nothing on the road that's healthy, that's act, that's easy access. But uh, like it's just more of like just watching what you eat and uh, just the, the protein and the carbs, getting it in. But um, it's just more of uh, being dedicated to it and going to the gym more and actually burning off what you're eating. So okay. I'm I go to the gym a lot, burn a lot of calories just to turn around and drink some beer and put it right back on. So, yeah, I I go running so I can eat a uh, uh, half gallon of Hagen Dazs in the evening. That's that's why I I run. But, but and then we got the. It's hard to be healthy, or I say uh, get cut and fit in South Louisiana because you got all this good food. You got gumbo. You got the stews. You got the pasta lias. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. it's. It's good food after good, like it's just everywhere, and you can't say no to it. You you can never say no to any of the food that your grandparents cook, your mom never. cook. No, never do that. That's bad, bad juju. Don't do that ever. Uh, so I mean, you got to eat two plates of it, and that's where the bad part is. It's a lot of <laughs> sugar, and it, it tastes delicious. But at the same time, you got to go right back to the gym to get that off. Hey, you're not scared to cook either. What what's the what's the sakalai? recipe what do you how you how you when you knock the sides off those crappies what's the what's the special uh the special tyler revette secret recipe bud oh i'd say three eggs um a little bit of mustard in there and then you throw some tonies of course you gotta have tonies or just the cajun seasoning any kind of cajun seasoning with louisiana fish fry and the secrets to have one red pack and then one blue pack you can't have two reds they'll just kind of Look like you ate Taco Bell all last night and uh, the next morning, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want it enough to where it's enjoyable. But that, and then uh, just a lot of seasoning and Louisiana hot sauce. You got to have the hot sauce. You got to have that kick. That's a lot. That that's a lot. We're gonna. I'm. We got to play that back and do Tyler's Sakalai recipes for your new cooking show coming up. That's right. That's that's. Hey, who? I do it almost every week over there. I'm the cook for the house. So who eats more, Brock or the Champ Champ? Oh, Brock, 100. percent Yeah, I bet Brock would eat the whole door if you gave him a chance. Like if you put <laughs> if you put hot sauce on the door, he'd eat it. 
<laughs> I think so. He, I had 15 soccer league and a lot of what Seminole that morning. I was like, maybe catch five more just extra for Brock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cowboy, how about you? What's your, uh, what's your comfort food? What do you like? What makes, uh, what makes you happy? Uh, a giant T-bone steak. Yeah, bud. Yeah. That's, like, that's my comfort food, man. I love, I love eating steak, especially off the farm and, uh, you know, the, the cattle that the steers that I grow and raise and feed out, like that's, that's my deal. I, I like eating, I like eating a good steak. Yeah. And, uh, and it's rewarding too. I mean, being a cowboy is hard work, man. And then that you actually get to eat, uh, eat uh, what you're doing. You're eating like what you yeah. live. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We, we raise, uh, I raise black, you know, just black Angus cattle and, uh, we cross them a little bit, but they're, they're just, it's so good, man. And it, it's cool to, to, uh, kind of find the, you know, the, the right breed. And, and we pick out like, you know, we go buy bulls every year and, uh, try and get, we try, I sell a lot of my beef and, uh, my steers and stuff every year, but we always keep one and, and we eat it. We, we usually keep the best one and it's just, it's just great to grow, grow something yourself on the farm and, and eat it, man. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. We got chickens and all kinds of stuff too. We'll, we'll go, we just killed a couple of chickens the other day. We're going to eat them up too. And I like it. <laughs> so, that's America right there. Hey, I got a great business proposition for you guys. I'm an idea, man. You know that. I think you guys know that about me. I'm the guy that feeds the mayonnaise to the tuna fish to save time making sandwiches. But here's my idea for you guys. You get a little surf and turf company, right? You got yeah. you got fillets and fillets, fish and beefs, right there. You guys got money. You got capital now. Invest, <laughs> just invest it. There you go. Um, it might be the first Bassmaster Elite Series champions uh, to ever start a restaurant chain. That's there. It is. He's got the cows. I'll get the soccer. Yeah. See, I'm down man. Do it. <laughs> Dude, you guys can have bull riding. There's bull riding. There's an indoor fishing pond where you can catch your own deal and then they cook it for you. Instead of lobsters, it's just crappies. See? I got, I'm an idea, man. Go ahead. These are amazing ideas. You can't tell me they're not. And we're we're not that far apart either. Tyler lives in Louisiana, right? And yep. Yep. We're, we're neighbors. Right in Arkansas. <laughs> right there. Guys, this is, this is a history in the making right here. But hey, cowboy! Let me tell you how dumb I actually am. So three uh, three years ago, I finally learned that there's a difference between a milk cow and a steak cow. Fighters like no dummy; those are steak cows, and those are milk cows. I never knew. I never knew it was a different thing. How to go butchering milk cows? Yeah, that's okay. You're a Yankee. You don't know any better. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That's what I said too. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know any better, <laughs> but now I know. I know what I like to eat a cow. You what? You grow those wagyu ones? What do you call them? Wagyus? Yeah, wagyu. No, we don't. I don't do that particularly. But uh, but there's a lot of a lot of people around here that do a lot of a lot of cattle farmers do that. Yeah. That uh, man, beef is just American, and so is bass, and so is fillets. Fillets of fish and fillets of beef are just as American as it gets. Add nice cold Coca-Cola and some tin cup whiskey and boom, you're in business. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tyler, you seem like a guy that likes to jam some tunes, bud. Like, I mean, roll down the highway, windows down, cranking tunes, just being Tyler Rivette. 
You know what I mean? Flexing, flexing, and flexing. What's, the, <laughs> what's, what's your jam? What right now, what song right now describes Tyler Rivette at this point of your life? Oh, man, a lot of them. Uh, I'm just <laughs> a heavy, heavy rock guy, heavy metal. Um, I like to pump up music, you know, just gets, like, going to the gym and then driving all day. You just, you don't want, I don't really listen. I do listen to country, just not much. It just puts me to sleep. And uh, so it's mainly rock. Well, what, give me I an mean, example. What are you jamming? What's a tune right now that describes Tyler Rivette, the champion, <laughs> a song? Oh man! It, I mean, you could always do like Lincoln Park. Just you could always go to the basics and go with like Lincoln. That's one of my, my walkout song for the elites is uh, "One Step Closer." Yeah, um, it's cool. Just I mean, I wish like with Chester, the lead singer that died, uh, he passed away. Uh, yeah, I just wish we could. I went to see him in concert again before, but uh, it's they're just one of my go tos. They got me into the rock music, you know, just listening to them when I'm young and I mean, just listening to the same songs. Now they're just as good, but I mean, I got, you got all the good bands. I got like five finger death punch. You got the break of Benjamin, uh, bring me to horizon. Like we go, I go deep into it. Just a lot of the, the stuff that would make your head hurt when you're banging hard. And I like, I like, you seem like a guy that ain't afraid to punt to just freaking jam. You know what I mean? Cowboy, you could tell that about him. Can't you? Oh yeah, he's he's a rocker. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> How about cowboy? You seem kind of like a classic rock guy. I mean, think of people might think that I see. I'm 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 a music fan myself, so I get vibes. You know what I mean? And and you see, I mean, people might think you're a country western guy, but I see you more as a good old classic rock kind of dude. Am I right or Man, wrong? Yeah, you got a good feel because I that's what I grew up listening to. My dad, we 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 listened to classic rock like all the time. I. I really like all genres of music except for rap, but uh, um, I grew up listening to, to classic rock. You know, just just uh, all you you name it, man. Like uh, my dad loved Neil Young. We used to listen to a lot of Neil Young. Oh heck yeah! And um, you know the Doobie Brothers, Steve Miller Band. I mean, like I. I'm actually, uh, I actually play guitar too. My my wife's a really good singer. That's kind of how we met. And awesome. uh, we we play a lot of music in my family. And uh, but I, if I was gonna pick a song though, like that kind of describes me and that that's kind of my jam. And it's not a song I listen to all the time, but it'd be like a country boy can survive, you know, by Hank Williams. Oh, Jr. of I think course, that, yeah. You know, that's a that's kind of. If I was gonna pick one, that'd be it. But yeah, dude, you're you're right on, man. I love classic rock. It's it's a uh, that's like the greatest music. All this stuff that's coming out now is terrible to me. Like new country, <laughs> I don't like. Oh, pop country's true. horrible. Pop country is yeah. garbage shit. That's all uh, it's it is. Not, it's not even country music. I like I like old school country music. Uh, um, you know, just Merle Haggard stuff like that. I mean, I know of it. Some of it's kind of slow, like like Tyler was saying, but it's just a lot of them tell really good stories. And um, there's one guy in particular I'd be interested if you know him. His name's Coulter Wall. Have you ever heard of him? He's from Canada. I don't know him. Okay, he's he's really good. He tells some like I, I really like Western movies, so like he tells like really like like good stories in his music. I just like. I just like a good story, you know, something that, that means something in a song. So that's kind of what I'm all about. Storytelling music, the poets yeah. of music. I, I like I like that. If you're you're a guitar player, if you were going to pick up a guitar, 
what's your go-to song? Like, what's the go-to? So, like, somebody says, hey, pick up a guitar, Cowboy. What, what are you going to play them? Um, man, right now I'm on, uh, I'm on a kick where I'm, I'm playing, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, I've been listening to, to that guy I was just telling you about culture wall. I've been annoying my wife with all this music <laughs> I played around, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, something like that, or probably a classic rock song. Um, I don't know, maybe an Eagle song or something like that. I'm trying to think the name of it, but just, you know, taking it easy or something like sure. that. I'd be jamming it, you know, so hey, that's I'm probably a- what I'm offhand because uh, I know him, you know, so. Big Eagles fan. Hey, and I'm a songbird of my generation as well. So anytime you want to jam, we'll do it. Well, I'm down for a jam, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I can sing anything. Every time I go out with the Johnstons or Fighter or Robertson, they make me go on stage and sing with bands or do karaoke. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah, me and you would get along well. <laughs> let's uh, let's do it. We'll do we'll we'll get together and do a super rock bassin band. We'll get everybody that jams and we'll get together and uh, and do a band uh deal at the classic. I don't know what I'm saying. Man, you guys are champions. That's amazing. Bassmaster Elite Series champions. Think about look at you, Tyler. Look at you. You're just grinning ear to ear. Cowboy, two derbs. First year. Bassmaster Elite Series champion. Yikes. You guys feel pressure? You feel pressure from this victory? I mean, I know it's amazing, but do you feel any pressure to succeed now? Tyler, do you feel it? Yeah, I just can't go out there and suck now. Just kind of, no way around it. Got to get back to it. It's you still got you still got to go do work for the rest of the year. I mean, this uh, just because you win don't mean you can make it in a classic, you know. So you got to get those points. Every point you could get, make them cuts, and still make that money. Yeah, you, I mean, you you have to succeed now that you've bitten the jugular of the blue trophy. What, what about you, cowboy? You feeling you feeling pressure? Yeah, I think Tyler hit it on the head. I mean, we as professional anglers, like, you know, I mean, we, we just accomplished the major goal. I'm sure it was for Tyler to win a tournament. Mine too. It's been a long time that I've been wanting to do that, but we, you know, people are looking at us and, and uh, we, but you need to be consistent. Like that's to be a consistent angler and continue to be up there and making cuts. And that's, that's what we want to do. And, and we, you know, ultimately want to, bringing home money to provide for our family or whatever, but, but being consistent, I want to do that. Like I, I don't, I don't want this to just be some, you know, something that happened and, and then my, my career fizzle out. Like I'm going to, I'm going to keep fishing just as hard as I was and going to keep plugging, man, trying to keep, you know, maybe my goal is to win another tournament now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you like I say, you tasted the blood. There's no other choice now. There's no other yep. choice. Now you got a blue trophy. Now you got to win AOY. Now you got to win a classic. And then you got to get into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Just like Larry Nixon. You know what I'm yep. saying? I mean, those are that's what this is. That's what this is. And for we always say it on this show, and you guys are a testimony to it, that bassing ain't easy. Now, sure, there's a lot worse jobs that you guys could have. I mean, you could be a petroleum technician or something like, like Tyler would have been. 
that would have been a horrible job, wouldn't it? What is that? Any what's a petroleum technician? What is or what uh, it, basically just work offshore 14 and 14. Oh, yeah. I got you. That's what that is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you would be good at that. You'd make big bucks. But you know what? You'd end up like a doper and drunk half of the year. You'd be out there working hard for like six years and then I mean six months and then back for six months, just like the crab guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a tough life. Yeah. Uh, I really it's just a South Louisiana thing. Everybody does it. You're in if you're in South Louisiana, you're in the oil field. And I mean that's just where my life was going, you know, just following everybody else in my family, just doing that and uh, getting up there, just being an operator, just doing something on the rigs or in the plants. And luckily, luckily enough, uh, the year I graduated college, I qualified for the Elite Series. So I didn't even have to use those degrees yet. Worked out well. It worked out well. But it's cool that you got a degree. For all, all kidding aside, it's really cool that you got a degree in a business that your family has had for years. You could have just went and been like, yeah, I'm working here. I'm Tyler. Yeah. You know, when I move over, I'm Tyler. You, oh, yeah. you, but you didn't. You did it the real way, and that's that's proper. I had the backup plan that I never plan to use. Yeah. Hey, hey, just like you had at Okeechobee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a you gotta have a plan B, but if plan A works, it's more power to you. Cowboy, I guess you'd be a uh, a cowboy. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I'd be a singing I'd be cowboy. I mean, you know, man, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I, my dad instilled in me hard work and and uh, going after your goals and stuff. Like when I was a kid, so I would be whatever I would be doing. I, I think I'd be successful at and 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 doing good. So I don't know which way I would go. I planned on going to physical therapy, and then I met Larry Nixon, and. um and that all changed, you know, so, but, uh, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm, and I, I can tell, um, that you both have a tremendous support group, uh, as far as family, friends, mentors, um, that help you to achieve the success that you've achieved. I, I saw your, your dad at, at the event and, and, uh, and Joey, I could tell he's a Bob Seeger fan. Your pop's got to be a Bob Seeger fan. I, yeah, I, I, I could yep. tell. And and Tyler, I got to say how special it was to us bass fishing fans um, to see you make making mention to your grandma, um, mm-hmm. and just how cool that really was. Because I know I know how important it is to me as an individual what my grandparents played as a role in my quote unquote fishing career. And, and it was just really cool and real, very real for you to thank your gram. I loved it. It's because of them. Uh, they're the reason we live here and the reason I do what I do. It's the hunting, the fishing and then the cooking. I learned everything from my great grandma that, past and uh she taught me everything from the cooking to the garden and uh now i love doing gardens and stuff at the house it's just like a like a good deal just to chill out and just and now that she's going i still go over there and i'll fix up her garden and do it it's just a a good place to just think about yourself and have it to yourself and uh she was a good lady and I guess she was up there watching me that first tournament you know just first two tournaments uh, hopefully all year she's 
she's definitely going to be watching. But it was always funny because I go over there every day, and every day she'd be like, "Oh, you need to get you a real job. You need you need to go get you that <laughs> job. That fishing's not a job." And That's awesome. So to win one, it's definitely for her. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that you felt her presence? And, and and Joey, I, I don't know if you've experienced this at all of a loved one or a past. You know, when you're out there fishing, it's so real to us anglers. I've felt my grandfather with me so many times on the water, and 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 not as a I'm not a professional angler. I just talk about fishing, but I mean, you you know what I mean. Just on a weekend excursion, I felt him with me out there. And that's yeah, yeah. I I, I had to. I I've lost my. Uh, I only have one grandparent left, and here in the past two years, I've lost uh, my grandpa and my uh, both my grandparents on my dad's side. So, uh, yeah, I feel that all the time. They were they were huge supporters of me, and they they didn't care what I did. They were they just they they wanted me to achieve my goals. So yeah, I I, I had those moments myself too. I I wonder, I wonder, gentlemen, if this happens to people in other sports like does this happen to people that play golf or shoot hoops like or is it because or i don't know is it because we're in tune with nature out there i i don't know i just wonder i'm poised on that one i think you're right with that part just because we're out there and it's either you the fish and just the good man up there yeah that's all you got to talk to out there yeah it's a direct connection a hundred percent. It's pretty magical. It's pretty magical. And and I got to bring it back to this because I need some words of wisdom from you gentlemen before we get out of here. Tournament fishing is not easy. It's a grind. It kicks so many people's peckers in the dirt. I don't know how else to put it. All right. And so many people quit and get out just because they can't handle it. It's too much for them. And you guys are examples of persevering and coming through in your own time. Hey, Joey's happened a little quicker than yours. But I know there's been times where you both have been like, screw this. This is dumb. I'm going to do something else. But you keep going. So Tyler and Joey, getting out of here, I want you guys to give the Bass Galaxy, Bass Fishing Tournament Anglers, at all levels out there, some words of advice to keep kicking ass. You want to go first, Tyler? Sure. Go ahead, bud. I'd say just like I tell the high school kids, uh, every time I go there to a new high school or just the ones I go to every week or every month, uh, I always tell them, like, I ask them, like, just guess how many tournaments I've won through my whole career. And this is before last two weeks. But, uh, just guess how many tournaments I won in the past elite series, college, just high, just everything, just through all those hundreds and hundreds of tournaments I fished. And they'd guess like eight, six, two, three, one. And I would tell them like none. I haven't won any. <laughs> and I'm still out here doing it. So uh, it's just one of those deals you have to keep going and get there. And one day you'll reach a goal. And I was able to reach my goal. And now that goal is just a little stepping stone I'm using to get to that next goal, like Joey was saying. Now that we got one, let's go for another one or get to that AOI, you know. So, yeah, uh, you get to one goal, don't stop, keep going. And 
uh, just keep fishing. It's it could happen any cast or it could happen at any day. You know, just like at Okeechobee, I never thought that was going to be a winning spot, and I just went with it. And if you got a chance to win, win, go for it. Hell yeah! Don't save them, burn them, burn it up, burn them all. Oh. And that's what I did at Seminole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good words of advice. Hey, how about you, cowboy? What do you got to say? Um, what what I would say to people out there listening is, or, and watching is you can't be afraid to fail. Um, uh, people that are successful in life, they, they take a chance. And, um, you, uh, another, another thing is like, which is so important is writing your goals down. I just did a, uh, an article with Bassmaster on this. Um, if you, if you get a whiteboard, I have, I have a whiteboard in my shop and, I, I got to check off a lot of stuff here recently and it's got my goals written down exactly, you know, like make a top 10. That was one of my goals this year. Make a top 10 done that win a bass tournament, win a, win a Bassmaster elite tournament, you know, make them specific, check that one off. Um, you know, I, I, I had some other goals on there outside of fishing that I've checked off, but, but the thing is, is, is to write your goals down somewhere. You can see them every day. And because if you see those, it's always going to remind you and you're going to be able to achieve those goals. So um, and so that I think that's really important is is setting goals in life. And and you can't be afraid to take chances. Um, A a lot of people ask me all the time, like, how do I get to where you're at? And if you need to go work and, and make, you know, a bunch of money to pay the entry fees to fish the bass opens, well, then go do that. Don't fish for or, you know, fish on your off time. But like, go, go make that money to do it. And then, you know, roll the dice, man, put it out there. You have to take the (laughs) chance or else don't take that chance. You're never going to succeed. So, um, I, I think that's, that's the, the main thing is, is do whatever it takes, you know, to, to achieve your goal. Yeah. I I like it. And don't be afraid to throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think you guys will both agree that not taking a chance and, Having a hinge on your knee and kicking yourself in the ass is one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, and you guys are examples of freaking kicking ass right there. That's uh, Tyler Rivette and Joey Cifuentes, the third. He's the cowboy. And they're Bass Master Elite Series champions. Yeah. Hold up them trophies. Where's yours, Tyler? Come on. Where's the trophy? Come on, T. Come on, T. Let's see. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. We're dueling trophies right here. Come on. Yeah. There it is. One more time. Bassmaster Elite Series champions, Tyler Rivette and Joey Sifuentes. Yes. You guys are amazing. I hope you had fun tonight. Did you guys have fun? Had a blast. Do it every night. Every. Let's do a show every night. You want to do a cowboy and and Tyler? (laughs) My girlfriend's looking at me with the. The eyes of she's got she's got work on some nights, so I will do it every other night. Cowboy will do a show every other night. How's that? Every other night. I I my wife probably wouldn't like that. Every every third night, and then the other nights the general sits in for you guys. How's that? Deal? Perfect. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much um for for coming on the show, and I'll see you guys soon on this uh, road to happy destiny. And again, amazing, amazing accomplishment. Awesome. Thanks, boys. 
All right. Thanks, Thanks so much. Peace. See you. Appreciate it. See you, Sally. See you soon, man. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs> Champs, bud. Champing it up. Champing it up. Great words, right? Champions think alike. I noticed that. Champions think champion thoughts. If that makes any sense. People that win. Hey, uh, speaking of people that win, we got three prizes, right, Jenge? Three of them. So we're giving away. You got prize music? Yeah. I like it. All right, let's let's do this. Let's do this. This is this this is the three prize banger. You gotta say banger a lot. Right. Say banger. It's a popular word. Hashtag banger. Hashtag I Y K Y K. Hashtag B D E. Bass dictated energy. You ready? Yep. All right. So we are giving away an Abu Garcia Revo X spin reel. The same one that Joey Cifuentes used Correct. to win Seminole. He had a uh, 15 pound X5 Berkeley uh, braid. And he had 12 pound uh, Trilene 100% Fork Larpin weeder on there. Revo X reel. Ginch? Yeah. You got a winner? Yep. The Revo X winner is... Christopher Kelly. Chris Kelly. Sounds like a good Irish guy. Good Irish guy. Yeah. Or it could be a lady. It could be... I don't know. Yeah, everyone was Irish. It's all that matters. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly Dordery. She was one of my first girlfriends. Yeah, he, he, he. Next up is the Hank Cherry Champ Champ Stunner Pack that he uh, lent to his bestie. His bestie won 100K on. Tyler Rivette Pack. What do we got for the Stunners? Compliments of Berkeley. Eric Fitch. Eric Fitch. All the Irish guys. What are you doing? It is St. Patrick's Day month. It is March Madness. I see this. My name is Patrick. Patrick was a saint. I ain't. It's March 1st. Happy March 1st. Ides of March. Is that a thing? Did it happen today? No. When the still sea conspires in armor? 14 days. I don't know. Something like that. Now get this. This is the Whiskey Gypsy Luke Foley Tin Cup Official Brown Liquor of Bassin. Giveaway swag bag fun patch. Don't be surprised if there's a little hooch in there, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. A little hoochie, hoochie. Let me tell you a story about the mini da moocha. Do we have that music? No. I like mini da moocha. Hey, anyway, you know that song? Hi, 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 hi. That'd be a good one, Ginge. Hey, anyway. Yeah. Tin cup. Give me, let's fanfare it. Who do you got? <laughs> Roberto Clemente. He didn't win. Manny Sanguian. Ready? Yes. Joshua Lewis. Or- Joshua Lewis. Come on down. <laughs> Josh Lewis, you won the uh, the deal. And then Finch. What's his name? Stifler's mom? <laughs> Stifler's mom won. And then what was the other guy? Irvin Kelly. Something. I don't know. But all you winners tonight, all you got to do is direct message J.R. Ewing at the uh, Stray Cast uh, book face page. Do, do, do. Da, da, da. Rastafari is all I got to say to you. Yeah, man. It is good to be back at the Stray Cast show. Wow. What just happened there? I felt like I was sublimed for a minute. Ginge, I'm so happy to be back, Bass Fishing Talk Showing. Are you? How do you feel? Talk to me. 
Put the microphone down. Major Tom to ground control. Tom to ground control. This is ground control to Andy Ginge. What's up? I don't know. How you feeling, bud? We're good. We're going to the Bassmaster Classic. You got a cold? Do you have a cold? Gosh dang it, Ginge. Do you need to go to your room? Do you need NyQuil, DayQuil doses? Do you need? You want to robe out? Uber drive. You want to do robotussing together later? No. I don't either. Ginge, we're going to the Bass Classic. A couple weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. It's that time. Bass and Classic. Bass season is here. And so is Straight Cast. Hey, it's been an amazing show. I got to thank you, Mr. Ichikawa, for your poison darted hooks. Got to see those firsthand in Mr. Clun's boat. Sims fishing. You know who looks amazing in Sims? John Cox. You ever see him when he's not in Sims? He looks way better in Sims. Hey, 10 Cup Whiskey, you're the official brown liquor of Bassin. And dang it. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Court. Alpha Angler. I leaned on them rebounds and them Zillas, bud. In Florida. I ain't gonna kid you. Leaned on them. And leaned on them hard. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Pops. At Alpha Angler. Hey! Half a spot official. Cool to see the people that signed up for the Half a Spot Derb. There's all kinds of cool stuff going. Download the Half a Spot app today. Dan Bravarni, Bravarni Swim Jigs. We miss you and love you. I hope you know that. Impulse Lithium. Seriously, you should have seen them at practice at Seminole in use and Fighters Boat giving zero Fs, plowing through crap. 10, 12, 14 hours in a day doing it. Waterland. I saw fish I never saw before at Waterland. Berkeley Abu Garcia. Gracias. Gracias, amigos. Crestliner boats staying afloat. Power pole, the new trolling motor can be yours next week. Hey, and all the fine products that you see on the Stray Cat Show or hear about, discussed in these adventures are available at Omnia Fishing. Dot com. Hey, next week we got a show that you're not going to believe. It's so silly. It's a silly show. It's greasy AF. See you next week, Best Galaxy. Until then, I bid you peace. Peace, I bid you. Put the power poles up. Put them up. Double tap or single tap. Set. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!